Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Dr. Mitchell L. Gaynard will join us to discuss the gene therapy plan. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science Show. Well, we're very pleased to have on the program today Dr. Mitchell L. Gaynor. Dr. Gaynor is the founder and president of Gaynor Wellness and is a clinical assistant professor of medicine at Weill Cornell Medical College with more than 25 years of experience treating patients. He has penned the new book, The Gene Therapy Plan, Taking Care of Your Genetic Destiny with Diet and Lifestyle. And Dr. Gaynor, we're very pleased to welcome you today on the Grox Science Show. Oh, thank you for having me. Certainly our pleasure. Certainly a fascinating book you've written here called The uh, Gene Therapy Plan. Uh, I'm curious, why did you decide to write this book? Well, I wrote the book because it's a fascinating new science that really has very practical use. Uh, And the science is called epigenetics. And basically what we used to think is that the genes we uh, inherited from our parents Uh, controlled our genetic destiny. So just like our eye color and our hair color, we assumed falsely uh, that if we had a family history of cancer, if we had a family history of heart disease, of people being overweight, of developing Alzheimer's disease or diabetes, that that was just our genetic destiny. What we know now is that there are thousands of genes that are very, very important, and the expression of those genes changes throughout your life depending upon the foods you're putting in your body, the toxins you're putting in your body, such as white sugar, white flour, heat-damaged vegetable oils, dioxin, heavy metals, uh, those types of things, and that you can counteract a lot of those with the right nutrients. How much of our uh, the genetic destiny then is under our control? Uh, can we completely roll back some of these genetic susceptibilities, or, or is there sort of a limit to it? We have a tremendous amount of power to control uh, our genetic destiny, which really, you know, the word uh, destiny almost means like a foregone conclusion, uh, which it's not, um, because the new science is really showing uh, that there are genes, for instance, that control detoxifying enzymes. So none of us really have control over our external environment. The air we breathe, for instance, the quality of the air, the pollution in the air, the pollution in the water, uh, pesticide and herbicide residues in our food, that we can't necessarily control. But what we can control is our internal environment, and we control that. That's the environment that controls gene expression, and we control that by the foods we put in our body and how we prepare those foods, which really starts in your own kitchen. So what what are some uh, things that then we can do to uh, optimize what should we be doing and what shouldn't we be doing? Well, 
things that we shouldn't be doing is putting things in our body that are promoting inflammation and promoting uh, tumor uh, growth. Uh, you know, we're living in a country today where it's been one in three people we're going to hear the words, you have cancer. Now, over the next several years, that's going to go to one in two people. So literally 50% of the population getting cancer. Uh, if you look at the magnitude of the problem amongst children, uh, where cancer rates are also increasing, especially brain tumors, childhood leukemias, uh, you can, the CDC estimates that 18% of the children living in America have either a learning disability, a developmental disability, or an emotional disability. Uh, so that's almost a fifth of the children in the country. And so the problem is very widespread. So the reason uh, for a lot of this has to do with our environment. And we're not living on the same planet that our grandparents grew up on. We're living on a much more polluted planet than they were. So they could eat two or three servings of fruits and vegetables and hopefully live and be vibrant well into their 80s or 90s. It's still a reasonable goal to live to your 80s or 90s, but you want to live that way being healthy and vibrant. So the first things that you can avoid uh, are a lot of white sugar and white flour, refined sugar, refined flour, because what that's doing on multiple levels is contributing to heart disease, diabetes, cancer, being overweight, and premature aging. And it's doing so by affecting a number of different genes. And so the first thing that those do is they create inflammation in your body. So inflammation is the body's response to not being able to digest a lot of uh, these white sugars, white flours, heat-damaged vegetable oils, which literally damage the DNA. So the fast foods, the processed foods, the processed grains, you want to try and limit as much as possible and go with more whole foods. So I talk in the gene therapy plan about a lot of food swaps you can make, and I also have a website called genechanger.com. And for instance, I have a free newsletter. I have uh, food swaps you can make. So on the now trending part of that, and in the book, I have you know certain breakfast ideas. Uh, so instead of eating a very sweet cereal, uh, cereal, uh, or you know pancakes with a lot of uh, sugar uh, and uh, high fructose syrup, you can have steel-cut oatmeal with sliced apples. Uh, so. Whole grains are very, very important. Uh, all the studies show people that consume the most whole grains, uh, and grains have really gotten an unnecessarily bad rap because it's the processed grains uh, that cause all the inflammation. But the whole grains are broken down in your gut to something called short-chain fatty acids. These nourish the good gut bacteria. They lower cholesterol. They help bind toxins uh, before they can be absorbed in your gut. So when you're having steel-cut oatmeal, uh, you're loading your body with a lot of good nutrients for the important bacteria in your gut and uh, lowering the worst types of cholesterol and lowering inflammation. The apples are loaded with quercetin. Quercetin is an anti-cancer uh, agent. It 
activates tumor suppressor genes, and it helps dormant cancer cells, which most adults have circulating in their body in some organ uh, or more than one, it helps those regain the ability to die. Then you can include things like green tea, black tea, and coffee. Uh, those are loaded with chemicals called phenols and polyphenols. Those uh, improve insulin sensitivity. Uh, right now we're living in a country where 100 million Americans either have diabetes or prediabetes. That's a third of the country. I mean, it's an atrocious statistic, and that puts it at increased risk for all these other diseases. So green tea and black tea, lower cancer risk, lower heart disease risk. A great snack I recommend in the book is raw cocoa beans instead of chocolate. Uh, the cocoa beans have all the good things in chocolate called flavanols, uh, which also lower inflammation, great source of dietary fiber, which helps bind toxins, and they help upregulate something called detoxifying enzymes. So the reason I called it the gene therapy plan is because everybody, for good or for harm, is doing gene therapy every time they put food in their body. A lot of information out there. I mean, how can we really sort of sort out the good food and the bad foods? That's a great question. And so basically, you want to put a, a lot of the good foods in your body every day. One of the best foods that I tell people to consume literally every day is olive oil. You want to get the extra virgin olive oil. And... Uh, Olive oil is loaded with a nutrient called squalene. That's found in only two places in nature. It's found in sharks and it's found in olives. It contains something called an omega-2 fatty acid, and that helps cancer cells regain the ability to die or undergo something called apoptosis. The difference between a normal cell and a cancer cell is normal cells, when they get old, they die. That's called apoptosis. Cancer cells become immortal. They just keep dividing and dividing. But you can literally shift with certain nutrients, like those found in olive oil, uh, active cancer cells back to dormancy. That's done on a gene expression level. Also, the olive oil is loaded uh, with anti-inflammatory nutrients, nutrients that uh, lower the worst types of cholesterol that form plaque in your arteries. Uh, then you want to include uh, nuts in your diet, mainly from trees. Uh, those are much better than uh, peanuts. Peanuts actually aren't nuts, they're legumes. Uh, but tree nuts like cashews, walnuts, all great source of healthy carbs and great source of omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, those are absolutely uh, critical because they contain a, a protein as well. So it's a great snack. You don't want to have too many, uh, but it's a good mid-afternoon snack, and it's a lot better than going to a vending machine and picking up a soda and a you know, package of uh, donuts. Uh, with that's doing, the people that get in that cycle uh, because they get tired in the mid-afternoon, uh, and everybody says they don't have enough energy, it seems like nowadays. One of the reasons is is because of the gene expression that's caused by too much white sugar, white flour. So it's a lot easier to go to a vending machine uh, or to a drive-through window, 
but you pay the price for that. And it's no more expensive to include these foods, these juices, uh, the recipes I have outlined in the book. It's probably less expensive, easier, and you feel uh, a lot better. So one of the other foods that I talk about that's critical to consume is cruciferous vegetables. That's important on multiple levels. That includes broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, uh, Brussels sprouts, and kale. They have two very important uh, nutrients. The cruciferous vegetables are another class of uh, food that I recommend every day in your diet. Uh, they include broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, cabbage, and kale. They contain a nutrient called indole-3-carbonyl. Indole-3-carbonyl uh, can change the estrogens in a woman's body from the type that promote breast, ovarian, and uterine cancer and change them to the type that actually protect against those three cancers. They're also loaded with something called sulforaphane, which on a genetic level increases the body's production of detoxifying enzymes. Those are found in every organ system in their body, and they're your first line of defense against all the environmental toxicants we're exposed to. And this is not just theoretical. A study out of Johns Hopkins recently uh, showed that uh, compared women with and without breast cancer found that women with the lowest level of the most important detoxifying enzyme had a fourfold increased risk of developing breast cancer. So cruciferous vegetables can not only increase detoxifying enzymes, uh, they're very, very important for heart health and gut health. Also garlic. Uh, garlic is contains nutrients that upregulate on a genetic level detoxifying enzymes and they contain nutrients that induce apoptosis or normal cell death of cancer cells. Uh, they also lower cholesterol, especially the worst types of cholesterol, and very good for blood pressure. Uh, so one thing that you want to remember, if you're using a garlic press for a clove of garlic, say, to make a marinade, you want to let the garlic sit for about 10 minutes after you've put it through the garlic press before you put it in the marinade because letting it sit will activate a number of these very powerful anti-cancer detoxifying nutrients. Another food group that's critically important are blueberries and raspberries, especially black raspberries. If these are out of season, you can buy something called black raspberry powder. These are loaded with two nutrients. One's called resveratrol. That blocks the two biggest growth factors for inflammation and cancer. One of those is called NF-kappa-B, the other is called AP1. They've also been found to increase 200 different uh, tumor suppressor genes. These are genes that suppress the growth of cancer. So. You know, we're doing gene therapy. You can buy black raspberry powder. You can add it to yogurt. Uh, you can add it to water. You can add it to your favorite juice or smoothie. Um, and it's also important to be very concerned about your gut health. Uh, so one of the important things about gut health 
is you want to have the right mix of bacteria in your gut. What does that have to do with gene therapy? It has everything to do with it because 90% of the genes in your body are located in the gut microbiome, the bacteria in your gut. So the best bacteria to have there are acidophilus, bifidobacteria, and lactobacillus. The consequence of having the wrong bacteria in your gut are that they're constantly releasing inflammatory mediators or chemicals throughout your body that results in brain cell loss, promotes cancer, promotes heart disease. And so taking care of your gut, it's like a very sensitive ecosystem. You've got to put the right bacteria in your gut. You may want to take a probiotic supplement. You can include fermented foods like miso and sauerkraut, and you can also include things like Greek yogurt with no added sugar uh, but with added uh, kefir cultures, and that's a good way to take care of the gut uh, bacteria. Uh, and that's also important for weight control because inflammation uh, causes insensitivity to two very important hormones. One is insulin. The way that it does that is all the inflammatory chemicals, they gunk up what are called insulin uh, receptors inside the cells. So your body's making enough insulin, but it can't work. It can't burn the sugar because uh, the inflammatory chemicals uh, that are coming from white sugar, white flour, or a dysbiosis, bad bacteria in your gut, keep the insulin from doing its job. Then your pancreas makes more insulin to respond to that, and you have a low blood sugar as a consequence. And what happens is, is you feel hungry all the time. So I can't tell you how many patients I see that come in and say, Dr. Gator, I just feel hungry all the time. It's because they're putting the wrong foods in their body. They're insulin insensitive. There's another hormone called leptin. That's made by fat cells in your body. That's known as the hunger hormone. That makes you feel full. But the inflammation, it's the same as with insulin. You become leptin insensitive. That makes you feel hungry. So it really becomes a vicious cycle. And most of us, unfortunately, are doing the wrong kind of gene therapy uh, instead of the right kind. So, you know, my book is all about how to sort of reboot your genome. And, and it certainly is chock full of uh, all, all really great advice is not only diet, but uh, what role does exercise also have? Absolutely. Exercise is one of the most important things you can do, but I think it's very important to point out, and I talk about this in the gene therapy plan and also on Gene Changer, uh, is that you want to do a combination of both aerobic exercise and weight-bearing exercise. Uh, you can't just do one. It's not enough just to go on a treadmill uh, for 30 minutes three or four times a week or an elliptical trainer three or four times a week. You really have to do weights as well. You have to build and keep up muscle. You don't have to have six-pack abs and you don't have to, uh, uh, you know, become an Olympic athlete, but you do have to concentrate on building muscle. The reason is, is fat cells burn far less calories at rest than muscle does. The other reason is, is muscle is probably one of the best natural anti-inflammatories there is because 
just having extra fat, especially visceral fat, you know, belly fat in your midsection, that's constantly releasing these inflammatory chemicals 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it just keeps making you heavier and heavier. It keeps making you hungrier and hungrier. And it's promoting cancer, heart disease, and brain cell loss. So muscle is your best defense against that. So I recommend at least 30 minutes, three or four times a week of aerobic exercise and the same amount uh, of weight-bearing exercise. Well, all really great advice. Uh, we are running slightly out of time here. I'm just curious maybe to wrap up. Uh, what's maybe top three uh, tips you could give to people trying to uh, revamp their lifestyle? I would say the top three things for revamping your lifestyle is to follow uh, what I start the book talking about. That's the rule of thirds. So I uh, think the reason diets haven't worked is because none of them have paid attention to gene expression, and they all leave you deficient in one thing or another. So the rule of thirds is a third of your calories should come from healthy protein. That includes eggs or egg whites, lean meats, uh, fish, and uh, surprisingly, raw vegetables are loaded with protein. And you want to spread the protein out over the course of the day for two reasons. So if you want to have 90 grams of protein in a day, you want to have 30 in the morning, 30 in the afternoon, 30 in the evening. That's been found to make you feel full longer, and it's been found people that do that build 25% more muscle than people that don't. A third of your calories should come from healthy fats with about a three-to-one mix of omega-6 to omega-3s. The best omega-6s are organic coconut oil and olive oil. Uh, also, uh, the omega-3s you're going to get from cold, deep-water fish, salmon, haddock, cod. Uh, and if you don't like fish, you can get them from chia seeds, flax seeds, and pumpkin seeds. And a third should come from healthy carbs. That'll include whole grains uh, like uh, bulgur wheat, uh, barley. Uh, those types of whole grains are broken down to short-chain fatty acids, which are very anti-inflammatory. Also, Swiss cheese, nuts, and fruits. So if you follow the rule of thirds, that's the first thing uh, toward rebooting your genome. Uh, the new book is called The Gene Therapy Plan, Taking Control of Your Genetic Destiny with Diet and Lifestyle, and uh, the author was Dr. Mitchell Gaynor. And Dr. Gaynor, I want to thank you very much to jo for joining us today on The Grok Science Show. Thank you so much for having me. And that's all for this week's edition of The Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.grox.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.